guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I realized I actually didn't, but I'm handling it. And one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others about how they're handling their own lives. So happy Friday, guys. I, for one, am so excited to be heading into this long holiday weekend, but I'm also so thrilled to kick off today's conversation in this bonus episode. If you tuned into our episode on Wednesday, you learned that the theme of this week is podcasting and that I'm sitting down with different podcasters in the industry to talk about their shows. And today's guests are the lovely and talented Meg Brady and Giselle Smith, who are the hosts of the pop culture podcast, I'm Screaming. As best friends living in New York City with backgrounds in communications, Meg and Giselle created I'm Screaming for anyone that finds themselves screaming at the outrageous and entertaining pop culture moments happening in the world. I happened to share a mutual friend with Meg and Giselle who had recommended me to their podcast, and I just absolutely fell in love with I'm Screaming. Not only do Meg and Giselle have the most infectious energy, but they have such a passion for talking about pop culture, and they're just a joy to listen to because of it. So in this conversation, we're going to be chatting about all of the pop culture moments that have impacted us over the past month, and I just can't wait for you to hear from Meg and Giselle. So you know what to do, turn up the volume, get comfortable, and I hope you enjoy. Well, guys, I mean, I honestly was thinking, like, how did I want to start this? And if I had, like, access, you know, the royalties and a copyright and all, I would, like, kick it off with Shania Twain, like, saying, let's go, girls, because I am just so ready. Iconic, (laughs) honestly. I am so ready for this conversation. But uh, Meg Brady and Giselle Smith, you're the host of the incredibly addicting podcast, I'm Screaming. And I've been such a fan of it. I've become such a fan of you both. Uh, you have lovely personalities and, you know, on the podcast, you chat all things pop culture and, you know, how that leaves us all screaming. So I'm excited to have you both on. Thank you for coming on. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. We're so excited to be on. And I think like Meg and I obviously talk so much about pop culture with each other, but it's always so nice to talk with other people and get other people's opinions and perspectives. So we're so grateful to be on. Well, there's so much going on right now. And I mean, just all like all around the world, there's a lot happening. There's a lot that happened this week um, with, I mean, everything going on right now. Music, we just had like BBMAs and, uh, you know, TV, film, all of it. I'm excited to like dive into some of it with you both. Um, But before we get into that, would you mind just sort of introducing yourselves, let everyone get familiar with your voices? and what you do, I guess, where you're located and what you do for a living. Miss Megan, do you want to go first? Oh, no, not (laughs) having to go first. Um, So I'm Meg Brady. Um, I live in Manhattan. And I actually, besides doing the podcast with Giselle, I actually work for a podcast company called Wondery. And I do brand partnerships for them. So that's a lot of, you know, client management kind of stuff. So definitely fun, but also fun doing an actual podcast myself. So yeah, that's, I guess me. That's me. No, that's me. (laughs) Um, I'm Giselle and I, I mean, my day job is that I, um, 
I'm a PR consultant. So I work in the beauty industry and I um, work with some brands, one being Sienna Naturals, which is a brand, a textured hair care brand um, owned by Issa Rae and Hannah Jope, which takes up a majority of my time. Um, but I also freelance for some other brands being Kopari, Huda Beauty, Beauty Counter. Um, so very much in the beauty space is where I live. Also, um, I do some content creation on the side. Um, but my favorite gig is hosting this podcast with Meg. So <laughs> you guys are cute. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, that's really interesting to hear too, because I wasn't, you know, too familiar with your backgrounds and, you know, what you did mm-hmm. for a living per se. Um, but you both really have that sort of, you're in that field of entertainment, which sort of, you know, coincides with pop culture and all things trending. Uh, how did you decide you wanted to, like, why did you decide you wanted to do this podcast? That's a really good question. <laughs> um, I think since the minute that we met, we knew we were kind of kindred spirits and in the sense of, in the sense of so many things mm-hmm. as we become closer and whatever, but from the get-go, it was pop culture. Just, you know, we were told by our friend who introduced us Mm -hmm. that we had a lot of similar interests, a lot of similar like passions in the pop culture arena, you know, Marvel, um, music, TV shows, obscure TV shows. shows. Yeah. The most, the most random stuff that, you know, we'll just be like, Oh, you've seen that of me too. Um, so that was, and we always just had such great conversations from the get-go. So I think that was, um, and also we're fire signs. So I think yes. we, we, we think that people want to hear what we have to say. <laughs> um, no, definitely. And I think it's also rare to find someone who not only has your same energy when it comes to talking about these things, but also like one thing I love about our podcast and just Meg in general is just, we're able to talk about these things on such a deeper level and like actually relate them to cultural moments and they have cultural impact which is like a huge part of our podcast as well. And I mm-hmm. think like, it's one thing to just get on and say like, you know, the, B- the BBMAs were crazy because of these things, but it's also like, here are actually why they were, you know, important and instrumental for like so many reasons. And I think that's another reason that, you know, we wanted to start this podcast. Um, also, yeah, Meg and I do this every day. Like we always say that yeah. this is not fake. Mm-hmm. Like I wake up, text Meg. <laughs> I go to sleep texting Meg. I text her every day. The first thing I did this morning was send Giselle a tweet from Pop Crave. So that's literally the first thing I did this morning before I did anything else. So it is very, um, we're very actually authentic. Yes. I love that. And it's so funny. So, you know, we chatted about this before we started recording, but uh, we have a mutual, I guess we have mutual friends. Yeah. Uh, but my friend Kirsten, uh, you guys know her. And she was literally texting me this morning. She's like, you guys are going to vibe so well. They love Marvel. And I'm like, yes, girl, like I, Do I'm excited to get into that. Yes, <laughs> That's, sure. It's on my list. We'll get into that. But yeah, I mean, like I said, pop culture, it's, and I, I think it, I don't know, at times I feel like when I bring up the phrase pop culture, like people associate it as something like really trivial and like stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, I mean, it's literally like what's trending in our society and it goes across so many different um, like groups and genres and and whatever it may be. Uh, There's so much going on. Um, And like, like you said, uh, just like 
And it's not just like what's going on in the world, but like mm -hmm. what this means for our world on oh, like, yeah. you know, a much greater and dramatic scale. But yeah, I mean, so I guess for you guys, what has been, I was just listening to some of your like recent episodes. Cause like I said, there's been, we've had engagements, we've had benefit, we've had like, there's a lot going on, a lot going on. Um, I guess what has been like on your radar, something that like has you guys screaming? I mean, I mean, honestly, so many things. I feel like from number one, which I know this is so annoying. I talk about her so much, but Olivia Rodrigo. I mean, she's the moment. Let's be real. Has been on our radar for sure. Yeah. I literally like as I was doing my makeup, like before coming down here, I was like, listen, oh, it, it's such a great album. And like, I just think it's such a young age. Oh yeah. I don't know. Like listening to the lyrics and you're just like, wow, like this is her at what? She just turned 17? 18, yeah, I think. 18. 18. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, ugh, like, what's she going to be like at 28? You know? And that's know. the thing. It's like, she's going to be around, I think, oh, yeah. even though it's been such a short time, you know, we've literally, I think the wider public has been aware of her for people who didn't watch High School Musical, the musical, the series, which could mm -hmm. never be us. We watched it. We we are currently watching <laughs> We're it. We're still watching <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> um people have only been aware of her for like five months when driver's yeah. license came out in January. Again, it was like the biggest thing that was happening in mm -hmm. bleak January. And we were just obsessed with the drama, obsessed with the narrative, obsessed with the song. And now it's five months later and she has this album that's about to go number one. Yeah. Like she's just massive and she's a huge like moment right now. Yeah. And I think also like once again, bringing it to like a wider lens, especially us who like grew up in the time of like, Miley, Demi, Selena, and like watching what it means to be a tween, I guess, teen celebrity at this age um, is so different. Like given TikTok is like a huge reason in like controlling the music industry as of late. Yeah. Um, and even like thinking back to the way that like Olivia Rodrigo has control over her image and what she does in such a different way than our celebrities did. And like watching that play out too, it's like mm -hmm. the way that, you know, I'm a notoriously a Demi Lovato fan, which I think gets me into much trouble often. Um, but I have to sometimes try to ride for my girl. Um, but even like watching her, like her celebrity and her fandom over the last couple of years and like the way that when you were 18 and, you know, when were we 18? Oh, I don't know math. Um, then they're older 2013? Yeah, like 2013, 2012. Like that was so, so upsetting. different wow. than it was now. <laughs> carbon dating ours. I know. Um, and to watch Olivia just like create a, an amazing album, be authentic, real, write it all herself. Um, but also like that be the standard and also watch her speak up and like not censor herself. That's like crazy to me. And I think that's a testament to like the age we're living in. The fact that she curses in her songs. Yeah. Not, they would I never. Mean, These Disney, Disney girls would never. Would oh, never. Remember, I mean, remember Miley and the Vanity Fair cover? Yeah. The Annie Leibovitz sh shoot? Yes. Like that was on the front page of newspapers. How dare this, I, I don't know how old she was at the time. I, I don't know if she was 18, but like, how dare this young woman do this? This is so risque and whatever. And it was just like the biggest news in the world. And now Olivia Rodrigo is just saying fuck all the time on her, yeah. <laughs> on her yeah. songs. And everyone's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's well, that's the other thing too. I wanted to bring up the whole like 
bringing, I guess, angst back into like the mainstream, like yeah. Willow, uh, Willow Smith is doing that too. Come on, and transparent like, soul. We yes, love it. Yes. Yes. I was just like, it, it's so cool to see this because it's been, I guess a genre, mm-hmm. right? It's been like a genre that we kind of lost over the past couple of years or I don't know, maybe, maybe we didn't, maybe it's been there all along, but it, it, it's just really cool to see. Cause I feel like Demi, Demi was kind of like that. Yeah. Back in the day, like you had that like angsty, like pop rock and it was great. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that sound. And um, it's cool to see that like enter its way back into, you know, the main yeah. Gen Z just loves to bring it back. I know it's like so crazy to watch trends happen again, like to resurface because obviously like we were growing up when like our parents were like, oh yeah, we listened to that so long ago. And like, we are finally at the age where like, Dua puts out an 80s album, same with Gaga with Chromatica. We're like, okay, like this is coming back. Then Olivia Rodrigo, Willow Smith, they're like bringing back this idea of like pop punk and angst that when I was like 17 and like, of course, going to Warp Tour and obsessed with, you know, Paramore and all those things. Like, Mm -hmm. and now we're seeing it come back in such a different way. But like the way that I'm seeing and we're seeing Gen Z like relate to it, I'm like, it's, it's just so crazy for me to watch. And I was telling Meg, I was like, it, it's, it's weird to me to watch Olivia Rodrigo as a 26 year old and she's like 18 and I feel so separated from her, but I also feel so connected. And I think it's different because like now we've all grown up in this age of, of Instagram and we like feel more connected maybe to this Gen Z audience than like you know, older millennials felt to us because like the idea of having social media and going up in this age of social media, like we go on TikTok and like the way we get these trends so quickly, you know what I mean? And like, we're, we feel so much a part of it. And it's like, how many TikTok trends have I seen being like, I'm 30 years old, but here I am on TikTok, like screaming out deja vu by Olivia Rodrigo. (laughs) And like, I just think that when we were 15 and people were 30 like it wasn't the same because they didn't like get it the way we do so I think that's also because they didn't grow up as you said with technology with the technology that we have you know we had the internet from a very young maybe not from the beginning but from a very young age the internet we were exposed to it and that was how we communicated and that was how we found out things and news and and everything so so I do think it's like you know I, I also see all the TikToks that's like I'm 27 years old and Literally um, us. <laughs> and it's like the the tweets that's very much like oh if I were 17 and this Olivia Rodrigo album came out I would burn the whole world down right and it's like yeah. you had music then yeah like but- don't forget Haley Williams was giving us bop upon bop but yeah. it's also like I don't know if like you know because millennials almost go up to 40 years old now so I don't know if 40 year old millennials are like actually vibing with this I mean I guess that's just like me because I'm not but yeah, but it is, there is definitely a divide. Like the age of the internet really changed things. Oh yeah. Well, this is like kind of, I guess, shifting us onto a different topic on its own, but, um, I don't know if you saw the doc kid nineties that came out on no. Hulu. Yeah, maybe you should watch it. So I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. Soleil Moon Fry, who was, oh, uh, yes. she was on Sabrina, wasn't she? Maybe she was like yeah. punky, uh, Punky Brewster was it? She was like that, like growing up in the '90s, and she—it's really cool if you like like archival footage and all that. But she literally like grew up as like a teen, taking her camera around everywhere and like interviewing her friends, like at parties, like oh, in wow. the '90s, right? And um, 
she has like all these voice recordings, like people leave voicemails, like people don't do that much anymore. So she has all these voicemails, like when voicemails were big and she compiled it into a doc, like about growing up in that time period. And um, Brian Austin Green, who I believe is the one who was Megan Fox's ex. Yep. Yeah. He was in it and he was giving like his whole perspective on growing up in that time. And he said something that just like really hit hard. (laughs) And he said like at that time, because, you know, they had like they were showing everybody at like parties, like literally like getting high, drinking, like cursing, like having fun and like loving life and just having a good time. And he said, like, we didn't have to worry about being on camera doing that and like thinking it was going to go anywhere. It's now you see a camera and like your first instinct is, okay, this is going to end up somewhere. So I better like put on some sort of, you know, mask or facade to like show this to like the internet. Right. Um, It it hit so hard. And I was just like, whoa, that's so true. Cause I mean, it is so different now. And I feel like, so I'm 23. So I feel like I, I don't know, like I lived in sort of both parts of that world. Yeah. We always talk about that. Like I never even had, like, I'm so like fortunate in the sense that like I never even had really like a cell phone until I was. 13, which I guess is a privilege in itself, but just like a lot of my friends at that time, like had cell phones, like much before me, um, had phones at like nine, 10 years old. Even now, I mean, you're seeing kids like with iPads at three. So I, I was lucky in that sense that like, I never really had like gone into like the whole texting craze and all of that. So I wasn't like as glued to my phone as others, maybe as I like hit my teen years. Um, But like now it's so different. Like my whole life is on my phone and you're just like, that's social media, everything. Like you brought up before, like growing up in this age of Instagram and TikTok and how we present ourselves to the world. It's so, it's so wild. Right. And especially with like celebrities and pop culture, like you were saying, like they have to, if there's a camera on them, they are like, you know, exposed and the whole world has the potential to see it. I, I, when you said that, I was thinking about, um, Kendall Jenner during the pandemic had a birthday party and like basically had these little cards on every table that said, please, you can take as many photos as you want, but please don't post anything. And then of course it all got out, you know, and and she was dragged as she rightfully should have been, but it was just so like for, for her who like her and her family document their entire lives. But of course, you know, she was like, don't take any photos or don't post any photos anywhere. Like, it's really hard to, and I don't feel sympathy for her, but it's very hard to control the narrative when you are a celebrity in this social media age, because, you know, you're just recognizable and everyone has a phone and everyone has, you know, Twitter to tweet, like, I'm here at this place and someone's here, you know? I mean, you can't, yeah, totally. And like, I think to like, the way that celeb, like we are known, known for, I don't know if we're known for it, but we hold celebrities accountable a lot yes. for like things that they are doing, but I'm thinking about it and I'm like, we've seen over the course of the year, how many celebrities get like outed for things, whether that be abuse, which they should, or, you know, like so many things they've gotten that you literally like, which is good, but like, you can't do anything you can't make mistakes you can't like every tiktok is basically like going to find you regardless yeah and i think about like me being like 18 19 and like 
drunk texting someone, you know what I mean? Like we all have made stupid, you know, decisions, stupid mistakes and just like done things that we probably don't want to end up on the internet. Like the first thing I used to do in college was check my Snapchat story to see what I posted. Totally, we've all posted like (laughs) us drinking way too much on a Snap story or, you know what I mean? But like, I'm thinking about celebrities and like the way that like they're, it's different caliber, but like the way that Malia and Sasha Obama literally couldn't be in a TikTok with their friends because that TikTok went online and then the whole entire world was scrutinizing them for just dancing with their friends as everyone does. Like there's such a double-edged sword to this age of social media. And like I, Meg and I always talk about like, we both, I mean, I got Instagram when I was a senior in high school. Um, And I, I truly cannot imagine being 15 years old and having a TikTok and an Instagram. And even when I had it at 18, like I was post, I can literally remember I posted a photo of cranes walking across the street. And I was like, <laughs> like cranes crossing. Like, literally, yeah. like, just, like the way that we do things is so differently. And like, I think <laughs> Meg and I try to like, obviously hold people accountable, but also like understand that like the immense pressure that not only like celebrities have but like teens literal teens because like teens are becoming celebrities in like this and like to watch them and like to watch all these like I I don't know if you follow Spence Wass on TikTok um I love him and like I he's like 18 too but like he's just a kid a, a kid being funny and making mistakes but the amount of apology videos this kid has had to make for stuff that like if we're being honest, all of us probably did, or like, it's crazy. If you think about, we just talked about Olivia Rodrigo. She's only 18 years old. She's going to make mistakes in the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. If she, if she didn't, I would be like, you're an alien because we're all human, you know? And, and it's about obviously at the end of the day, like we always say, holding people accountable for their mistakes, but also she's, she can't do anything. She can't breathe without people knowing about it. So it is this very, I mean, we, we like, we don't really like, you know, have that big a platform, but when we, I, we talk about this all the time after we record, sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night or wake up in the morning and be like, did I say something that wasn't okay on the podcast? Like, was that okay to say, you know, I don't want to offend anyone. And it's like, we talk about how we both feel that way, like about just kind of speaking our mind, but you know, no, we can't filter ourselves all the time. And it's just, it's, it's so interesting how, you know, how that has grown and how that has changed and how, I mean, like not to bring up cancel culture at all because it's just exhausting, but yeah. cancel culture is such a huge part of our culture now. And that was a pop culture thing maybe first, you know, mm-hmm. when we were canceling celebrities and now it's politicians and world leaders and then all regular people. On TikTok. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's, it's really crazy. And I think like, that's a good way to look at it is that, you know, the internet is, it's great. It's bad. But I think the problem is like, it's just as easy to spread misinformation as it is to spread like facts. Mm -hmm. And of course, then you have like, you know, you both brought up the whole, like, I guess just being constantly in that spotlight and not even in the spotlight, the sense that we're talking about paparazzi, but just the fact that like, I mean, there's like crazy people on Twitter that like will track down like your every tweet and tie it back to something you do later in your career. If you are not a a Gen Z or millennial in the year 2021 and you have not scrubbed your Twitter, like I, are you living on the internet? There is advanced search. You can search certain words, like just do it. I'm not (laughs) saying that we have said it, but like, I'm just saying many people, if you haven't, this is your, um, 
this is your reminder. Everyone listening, if you haven't done that, just go check. Just in case you ever get famous for something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that TikTok goes really viral. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. And even just like celebrity kids, like that's another whole thing that like I sort of had this like, yeah. I don't know, thought the other day, like um, without getting into the whole like, Benefer and you know JLo A Rod that whole thing because yeah. I mean it's exciting I think but yeah, it like, is. hit me the other day I was like whoa, whoa, whoa like these aren't like twenty year old kids like these are like grown adults with children and I'm just like could you imagine if like. I don't know. Like, I just thought about their kids for a second because they all like all like four, three like parties involved now. Yeah. Like every all of them have kids. And it's like, could you imagine if your parents are just like trending on Twitter for like who they're in a photo with? And it's just like it, it's got to be crazy. I mean, like people talk about like the Kardashians kids all the time, like just being on TV and not just the Kardashians, but sort of any reality TV like toddlers and tiaras was like always like an issue and all these I was obsessed with John and Kate pussy and I'm like maybe I should not have been obsessed with that when I <laughs> no, was but like, it's like these oh. kids go to school go to regular school yeah. most of them and um and they their their friends have phones and they have phones and they have access to the internet and they know what's going on so you know like you've seen on the on keeping up with the Kardashians like a couple of times where kids have been like do we have a show you know and it's like yeah. that is so crazy like and you see with the JLo A-Rod breakup that their kids are devastated because they're they were like a blended family and now they're not anymore and it's right. it's yeah it, it yeah. comes it comes to a point where it's like how much is, you know, how much exposure for kids is like appropriate. And it's yeah. probably like a lot less than some of these kids are getting at this point. Totally. And even like in the age of influencers and, and like all of that, I, I saw a headline, I should have read the article, but I saw a headline um, that was talking about how like our generation is like, we, we haven't grown up yet. Or like, it's talking about the fact that like, because we all live online, because we like, are not actually forced to like detach ourselves from like our memories and our moments and they live online for so long, like we aren't able to grow up. And I think about that for like celebrities too. It's like, we always talk about child stars who are stunted because like they got famous and had to grow up at like age. I, we, this is different cause I love her, but like Sophie Turner, we always talk about because like she's fully like having a child married at like 23 and she's like living her life and we love this for her. We have to remember that she was on Game of Thrones at 13 and like she fully had to like be an adult mm -hmm. at like 13 and like I think that's that's kind of what we're experiencing with like the benefit stuff as well it's like JLo got famous at 2018 and 19 20 something and like you know she is a mom obviously but like when you have that much power that much access that much money like you can be so separated you can be engaged but you can also be so separated from your kids and your life and even and like from reality and in, in a, like a lot of ways even kylie like, jenner who we always say we feel like is quote unquote a good mom but because like stormy seems to love her but like let's not forget that like kylie jenner is a almost billionaire if not a billionaire and that woman has so much help to be able to like 
go on vacations and have the parties and have the businesses and do whatever. And like, I, it's just, it well, is so we know of like that. We know, like we see the help, like we see it right. through like, I don't know, like I'll, I'll be scrolling through Instagram stories or posts even like you could see like somebody there with the kids, like, and that's just what we know of. And so we can only imagine like what else is done behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's crazy, but yeah, it is. And it, it, but I guess that's just society. Like, you know, you brought up before, like about like growing up and like, will we yeah. ever like really escape this? It's like, probably not because it's just like, we live in this society where like we consume so much and now there's so many p- social media, it's changed the game. Like we have access to so many people now that it's like, okay. we'll go online and somebody will be trending for like, you know, oh, we hate them. But then tomorrow, like, we'll just find somebody else to like love over and then hate tomorrow. So it's it, just it, like- yeah. It is so wild. And like, I also think like you were saying, like access to people and just our lives and the way that shifts. It's like all like even all of us like are just growing up online, like regardless of our consent to do that or not. You know what I mean? Like these kids are these celebrity kids are growing up online and are, you know, being forced to have their childhood played out. But like, let's be real, like the influencers, even normal people like that baby, you have a baby posted on Instagram stories. Everything is documented. And like, we were watching a vlog earlier of this um, Instagram influencer that we both follow and she's having a baby now. And it's like her, her entire um, aesthetic, her entire brand is about to change to be about this baby basically yeah. and to be about motherhood and everything. And that's fine because that's her life. And she shares her life on Instagram, but it's also like, now this baby's going to be everywhere. Yeah. And, and, I, and this baby is an infant, <laughs> like not even born yet at this point. And I don't know if you feel similarly, but like, I think being born in like the nineties, the like actually being born in the nineties is such a weird time because like, we still have our parents who, you know, for example, like I got, I just recently got a new apartment and I had like posted a photo and like, my mom was like, Giselle, you're going to like, give me a heart attack. Like, why are you posting a photo? I'm like, mom, like everyone does that. Like you get it. You have an accomplishment. You're excited about it. You post it online. But my mom's like freaking out that I'm sharing too much. But in my idea, like I could be sharing so much more than I'm not sharing. And like, I think that we exist in this weird world as like kind of millennials, kind of Gen Zers. We're like, we acknowledge that we're all oversharing, but we like still are going to (laughs) overshare. Whereas like Gen Z, like just overshares because all they know is literally Mm oversharing. And I'm like, where will our world be in like 10 years if we all are just like continuously oversharing our lives? I think that's so interesting. Well, we're just going to be different adults, different kinds of adults than our parents are. Which is good a lot of times. That's the way the world Mm -hmm. is, you know. Te- the technology and, and everything that's that's going to continue to progress is just going to create different adults and, and different ways of being adults. You know, we're talking about how we haven't grown up. We have grown up, but just in our way where we're holding on to our youth in a different way than yeah. our parents did. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just, you know, it's navigating like new terrain completely, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think, I, and I totally like understand what you're saying. Cause I'm very much the same way when it comes to social media. Like I like to keep a lot private, but I also do like to share. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not like the person that only posts like three times a year. Like, but I also don't like, you know, put videos like where I'm talking to the camera about like what I'm eating for lunch that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, 
to do either one of those things is fine, but it's just like, I guess, where you feel comfortable and how that is like linked to like what time period you're born in, like what access you have to things. I think all of that is like, you know, related, but it was funny because we were talking about, um, and I guess like shifting it back into pop culture uh, and people and awesome. Like we were talking about angst even before. So like bringing it all back to that. Um, I just watched Pink's documentary on Amazon. And Our like, queen. <laughs> I love, I love. Um, like, a pink we're thrilled. Yes. She is. I'm like a fan. I wouldn't consider oh. myself like a stan because I'm not going to like, you know, sit here and say like, oh my gosh, like I know every Pink song. But like, I love Pink. She was like one of the first artists, I think, like when we were talking about like Paramore, Paramore, fallout boy before Mm -hmm. like she was around that time when I started listening to her music as well in addition to that and like she was one of the first artists where I remember being like super young and hearing her music and like going home getting out like the desktop computer and like going on like YouTube and like watching her music videos like I just thought she literally was such a rock star Mm -hmm. and I was watching her doc and I didn't know what to think because, like, I feel like so many people do docs now. Yes, yeah, um, they do. They do. <laughs> too but many people. You're putting out you an ask album? Us, a doc. If you ask us, too many people do docs. But. Yeah, I agree. Because it, fo- I like the doc because it focuses a lot on, like, her being literally a rock star mom and, like, touring and traveling and doing all that, like, while she's also a mother and all these other things that she is and and a wife and like you know everything um and she brought up like how like she sort of justifies like how she's able to balance both and why she does both and she said like the only justification like I have for you know traveling the world doing these tours and bringing my family with me is that like we can do it together and like yes her kids are in the spotlight but she's also not I don't know it's it's very interesting I feel like she sort of like goes with how we were saying before, like you linger on both lines. Uh, she shares her life, but she doesn't overshare her life. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think she's so cool, like as a mom and a human being, like to see her like grow and develop from like the artist she was to who she is now. I love. She yeah. is so self-assured. We and love we, Pink. We're truly like, once again, we're just watching her BBMA's performance again. Yeah. And it's, she, I said, to, I turned to Giselle and I was just like, she knows how iconic she is. And it's not annoying. It's just, she is truly aware of how talented she is. And she's so self-assured in that talent. And it's just amazing to watch. Yeah. I think enough, like a com- with Pink, with many of these celebrities, Meg and I have this conversation often. It's like, will we ever have celebrities like that anymore? Like, who are so talented and their talents just like transcends time for so long. You know what I mean? It's like, no, like it is so different. Like as we were talking about Olivia Rodrigo as well, like she's talented 100%, but to, to have a viral moment and the idea of virality is just like fleeting so much. And like to watch people like Pink get these awards that she got at the Billboard Music Awards, like, and, and for people to like forget, literally not know who she is or forget about Pink. And then she's getting these awards and like is so extremely talented. And like, I mean, maybe it's cause I'm old, but um, there's something to be said that if you were able to become a celebrity or a famous musician without Instagram or without social without media, can you like, truly, can you imagine how many people were pounding the pavement? Like we are also extreme fans of Lady Gaga. And like, I think to like mm-hmm. these celebrities, like, 
literally being in like podunk places, like in the bars in New York and LA, like singing every single day until they couldn't sing anymore. Just until to get they just randomly got discovered. Just or to got get a someone big to hear break. them. Yeah. And like, you see those like funny TikToks that are like me in the grocery store singing so an agent can hear me, <laughs> but like actually though. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it's just so different to like watch these people become famous based on like virality or TikTok or whatever. Like I just, I mean, literally now I'm giving an ode to pink, but like, it is just so fascinating and like to watch people and to see people's career have developed before social media like I'm trying to think of the last part like some of the last people we have yeah I mean like, I'm like a viral the viral moment is getting smaller and smaller even Ari was before the virality yeah like she had those moments later but you know, they talk about 15 minutes of fame right that's been a phrase for as long as but now it's like 30 seconds of fame basically yeah. it really is even though 15 minutes could mean 30 seconds, but you know, it's, it's, you see these TikTok people try and capitalize on their one funny TikTok that they did. And then they do it over and over and over again in reference to different things. And it becomes less and less funny and less and less authentic. And they're then, then they're the, just like, done. They're just chasing clout, chasing, you know, fame. And to, yeah, it's, it's hundred percent true, you know, to see like, if Olivia Rodrigo is going to go the distance, which I do think she is, but right. you know, it will be a viral thing like driver's license that, that got her there. And that'll be really interesting to see how that kind of transforms. And that's the thing. And I, I hear a lot, like I hear a lot online, like I'll see it like on YouTube comments. Like I've talked about this on here before, but a lot of people try to discredit like a lot of young millennials today, like with their yeah. fame, because it happens online. And I'm not like, I think the thing is, it's not discrediting their fame because they worked hard really? to get there. But I, I think I like will confidently say the hustle was way different from what it used to be. And those people like Pink, those artists, like they did work harder in the sense because you li- like moments of virality, unless you were like, you became like a radio hit or something like it just we have so much access to people now with everything totally. being online and when you think like you had to like literally go like give your with music like to go give your tracks to like you know stations and get them to play it or like just like you know acting just showing up audition after audition after audition to like even get a role um you know you hear actors all the time talk about how they were like waiters and waitresses and not that people don't do that today people still do that today but it's just so different. Like now, you know, you could literally put your audition tape out there on the internet and like maybe the next agent will find you. So it's, yeah, it's not discrediting anybody's work. It's just the hustle was different. And I think it was a little bit harder back then. No, there's so, so much, right. there's also so much nepotism now mm-hmm. from, you know, children of people who hustled who are now just like in the spotlight as well and I mean it's just like not to you know pick on her but like someone like Addison Ray, right mm-hmm. she's a TikTok star all power to her to be a TikTok star and do her little dances but like now she's starring in a in sorry that was <laughs> sorry sorry Addison Ray, I apologize <laughs> but you know now she's starring in a gender swapped um she's all that and is going to be on Netflix and is, is on keeping with the Kardashians. And it's just like, how do we get here? You know, like, how did right. she get here? Yeah. So. And it's like, I think about even like people who, not that we don't respect Addison Rae, but um, it's like, I think about Chloe and Hallie or, or Justin Bieber who like 
who hustled on a platform like YouTube and got Beyonce and Usher to recognize them. But as you were saying, like the hustle is, is a lot of hustle, but it's just so, it's just so different. Um, And like, that's the thing. It's like, once again, like I sound like a grandmother, but like, I, there's just, it it makes me sad sometimes to think that we'll like never have that again, but maybe me and who knows, like maybe there are these like young starlets who are pounding the pavements, you know, but I, yeah, they're not pounding yeah. the pavement. They are. They may be pounding the pavement, but they're putting it on TikTok. As they well. are pounding the <laughs> World Wide Web. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, it's just so different, and I don't know. Like, maybe we do sound like grandmothers, like talking about <laughs> like, how it was in our old day, um, but it is so different now, and it's yeah, it's just wild, and we'll see. Like, I feel like, you know, and we were talking about Marvel before, and I guess it's that if we want, but I feel like the level, like when I like measure success now for these celebrities, it's like, okay, who has like Marvel picked up for like a new show or film now? Because it's gotten to the point where it's like everybody in Hollywood. And that's like how I'm now measuring success. And it's yes. like, wow, like these people started out doing this. Like, ne- like now we have Angelina Jolie. It's like, Absolutely. wow, yeah. like, this is fame. I know we always talk about like we are so happy Aquafina is like about to get a Marvel, Marvel check. check. We're like, yes. No, but our our friends who don't really watch Marvel are always like, oh, this person's in a Marvel movie or this person's in a Marvel show. Who isn't? And we're like, ask us that question in two years, and it'll literally be nobody in Hollywood is not in a Marvel movie or not somehow connected to it. I um, agree. So I, agree. I mean, success begets success. So it's like you just like you yeah. want, you know you can get if you know you can get a Marvel check then you can finance your next indie movie. That is, yes, we always <laughs> that say that. That is literally the thing that a lot of these people are doing. Some of them just want to be rich and that is 100% fine with like, me. Like, is Go Bradley ahead. Cooper being Rocket the raccoon so he can do a Star is Born? Yes. 1,000% and I fully support. Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. We got I love it. Born. Yeah, no, I, I, I love it. I mean, the universe, I sound so cheesy and cheese, but the no, universe never is expanding. Cheesy. I mean, I'm excited, yes. like, I... I'm still cackling. We'll have to like regroup. I'll text you all once it premieres. Yes! I am so excited to see Owen Wilson and Loki. Oh my gosh. I know. I'm, we're so excited for it's Loki. It's going to be so cool. And I feel like it's going to be really campy and fun. And I think there are a lot of surprises in that. Like there are some people who are cast in that that we haven't seen anything of yet, which yeah. I love. So I'm really excited for that. That's going to be really great. Yeah. Perfect. We've been like loving the shows. Like I think... It was such a smart decision to start with WandaVision because like, it just was like new, unique, different. Everyone's obsessed with well, Elizabeth Olsen. for that. Yeah, we, we, can think, <laughs> we can't think COVID no, for many things, but <laughs> literally nothing. Um, but because of the rollout, like um, that was so fun to watch. And like, I think like, you know, it's being in the Marvel fandom is the most fun, but it's also sometimes the most stressful because like, there's like so many opinions and like mm-hmm. we just want to like be happy and love it you know yeah. like you can critique it forever but sometimes we critique it's just fun. it we, we critique, critique it too it all the time. yeah no I I <laughs> I critique it too I I love it though and like yeah I it, it's so funny too because like when you're the Marvel fan of your friend group and then you have that one friend that starts like on a film or on the shows now it's like you're the one that they go to yes and, like that's you know that's how it is But even like, so talking about fame and all, I mean, you look at somebody like Catherine Hahn, who has been around 
telling jokes and so many comedies she's been around gay icon her entire life basically incredible I love I mean she's she's literally iconic to throw the word around she's iconic incredible but like then she came out in this role I think because like you said Giselle like the show itself was so different and like weird but fun and spooky like is this black mirror um (laughs) and it was great but yeah like and people like I'd go on Twitter every single week. It was like Catherine Hahn, Catherine Hahn. And this was before like her big reveal in the show. So I, it's just cool to see like what it, I don't know, like what it does for a person. And she presented at the BBMAs the other night. She was like, this she is like always introduced one of my favorite dream. bands. Yes. And then she yelled a band. I don't know who the band was. Was it AJR or something? I'm I was like, Catherine Hahn, you love AJR? Yeah. <laughs> And I saw her in what was it MTV Awards, like yeah. just like showing up slaying. I love her, and yeah, it's so great to see like her get the recognition she should have been getting. But again, I think that's just like the way social media and fame works these days. Yeah, but oh, yeah. yeah, there's like a lot of like new up and coming people. Some like up and coming people that will be even more like new and exciting like once these films come out like they did release the slate and i'm excited oh, um the slate yeah. is just beautiful like um but yeah what are you most excited about i think like meg and i a couple of weeks ago like rated the things we're excited about they're coming out soon but i think even beyond there's just like so much yeah. to be thrilled about. yeah is there anything that like you're super super pumped for I mean, as of right now, to think about it, as of right now, I'm excited for the final episode of Mayor of Town, which I know just every ah! session. <laughs> it's so good. I have so many theories and I'm like, I feel like we're like, we've wrapped it up to the end, but like, it's just like, there's a whole nother hour left and I'm like, what all is going to happen? I still think Guy Pierce, like, it's weird that he has this like small role, but like, he's a big actor. So it's so stereotypical to think it's like the new guy in town, but like, I think there's something there. Like there has to be something there or else like, I'm just confused with the casting. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like her whole daughter's storyline, like why, why so much of that? Like, I know it's funny because I don't want it like, but truly like amazing that there's like this like young lesbian couple on the show but it does feel very much like that it's just like oh like we need like a lesbian couple because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like it's either maybe like, they're involved maybe they did it <laughs> right you know I feel like I'm always so late to these shows what was the one with Nicole Kidman that I was obsessed the undoing. with yeah I'm like I need to get on it I watch the most obscure shows but I yeah. I feel like Mare of Town is like the show it's the moment it's- it is the moment Kate Winslet making a f-ing comeback I mean Kate yeah. It is once again like truly so iconic so talented like kind of annoying I think so people forget about her but like uh, really amazing and, and amazing in this show so good. well and I love I saw the Saturday Night Live parody that they did and like again me being like from so it's so funny I was actually sure, like you're from Pennsylvania <laughs> yeah in the town they mention it like in a couple episodes because it's where like the drug addict or former drug addict sorry mother um lives Kennett Square And that's where like, I, you know, was, uh, I guess like first couple years of my life I was there and like, now I'm in the Wilkes-Barre Scranton area, but it is funny because like, you know, I watched Saturday Night Live and it's like, they murdered her dirter. (laughs) 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 I died because I don't have like, 
I don't know if I should say luckily or not, but like, I don't have that Pennsylvania accent. (laughs) Don't commit either way. (laughs) Yeah. That particular one, I don't have it, but it is funny to like hear it and like have, uh, I love when Saturday Live did her homework and studied the accent to get it right. It's insane. And like, I died because Saturday Night Live, they did the thing where it's like, they did their research. They knew the foods and the towns. And I'm like, I died the other episode when like that guy, Richard, uh, Guy Pierce, right? He showed up with his basket and he was just like, literally like pulling out every PA thing. Imagine he's like, I got Wawa. I got like the, whatever the beer is called. It was just so funny. It was like so Pennsylvania in your face, Pennsylvania. But yeah, yeah so that's been, fantastic. yeah, that's been on my list of like, I guess things coming out in terms of music. Well, I guess music and movie. I'm such a big Florence the Machine fan and Ooh, she's doing Cruella, which yes. is also exciting. Cause like I'm a stone, I'm a taunt, like it should be fun. Um, we'll see though. Like there's so many Disney remakes. Camp. Out. Big time camp. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, um, I know like Casey Musgraves has a new album coming out. Event coming. Casey, I, that's what I, when the article came out, I literally just said, Miss Musgraves is coming. She is. <laughs> She's on her way. She's ready to tell us her story. Yeah. And I am ready to hear it. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I, I saw her, she did the L, um, What's the song association? I think <laughs> which was like actually like so short, so short, <laughs> alarmingly short. And I was like, okay, Casey, still love you though. Casey's and like, she did. She talked about the music though, and she was like, I'm like ready to like reveal. Like I didn't think I'd be writing this album. Like I didn't think I'd like have this album to begin with. And I'm like, girl, like we're all ready to hear it. Yeah. Do you think it's gonna be? She's gonna go a little bit more pop. Ooh, that's a good question. I, I mean, I feel like whenever like these kind of celebrities who like edge, I mean, me saying these kinds, mm-hmm. literally saying Taylor Swift, like I feel like these people kind of like, and I feel like Casey Musgraves has like equally poppy, like mm-hmm. country pop. You know, I feel like Casey, who is older, obviously, and it's different, but like I could see Casey, especially after featuring on the Troy, the Troy track, mm-hmm. I could see her going like a little bit more pop to get like more of a radio hit, well, that's especially Adele, after winning album of the that's year. That's the Adele narrative as well. Is Adele going to come back and do pop? Yeah, I but, mean, we'll see. I, I mean, I am not really a country girl, mm-hmm. but I do have country music that I stand, and Miss Casey Musgraves <laughs> is one of those. I think she's like that like middleman for so many people like who either like you like country or you don't like you still find a way to like her music. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of hers because I... I like country music. I grew up on some, I grew up on like, you know, the pop country artists. Yeah. Maya Twain, Martina McBride, the chicks, like all of that grew up on it. So like she lingers in that category and I've like, you know, loved her music because of it. But, um, I don't know. I also think like it could go either way. I could totally see her doing something pop and I could also totally see her like doing something more like and I'm not talking about like Miley Cyrus, like her rock phase that she's doing now, yeah. but I could see her like lingering more into, I don't know, something more serious, right. but I'm ready um, for it. yeah, I'm excited. So that I'm excited for Leon Bridges has a new album coming out. I'm excited. Come on, taste. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited. I mean, he just released it's motorbike, his like new single off of it. And it's 
I, I love it. I, I'm excited. It's really good. And I think like that's it for music as of now. There's definitely more people coming out with stuff, but um, yeah. And then just like, I don't know, films. Like I, I said, I'm just such a Marvel person. I'm so excited for like the vaccines. Like we're rolled out. Like we're, we're continuing to roll out. Like let's get theaters yeah. back open because oh, yeah. I, I'm, I am I'm there soon. I can't, I can't keep resisting. I'm, I'm vaccinated. Yes. I'm ready. We I are trying to see Black Widow. Even if theaters. it's just Cruella, like literally <laughs> I will go, I swear. Yeah. I, I know. I want to go see Cruella in theaters and like, again, like Black Widow, like we've literally been waiting like so long for like it. A year plus. It needs in the Heights. Done. We're ready. Yes. Sound, but give us in the Heights. We're ready. Mm-hmm. There's so much, like, I, I'm really excited and we'll see like what it all brings, but yeah. And then, like I said, Loki, like that's coming out yeah. soon. That'll yeah, be- we can't wait. It was supposed to be earlier, but Marvel, you know, played games with us, but right, it was supposed to come out earlier. No, I think it was always supposed to come out then, but they pushed back Black Widow. Oh, okay. I knew yeah. I was supposed to have something in but the But they moved it to Wednesdays, so it's no longer um, Marvel, Fridays. Marvel Fridays. Which is Marvel great for me. Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Because RuPaul's Drag Race is... Got to choose. I heard you're a fan. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the going bit on our podcast is that Meg has taken many of my recommendations, but cheekily not that one, so... <laughs> oh, well... I- not at all sort of related to like RuPaul because I feel like it's like a similar like fan base maybe but I I don't know how this happened I know how it happened targeted ads I um found on YouTube like it was like came up in my suggested and it was it's a whole series it's I'm like blanking on the name too so this is so bad but it's a whole series on, there's this guy, he does interviews with former contestants and winners and alums of Top Model. And it's literally them spilling all the tea on the show. Oh, you need to send this to us. Yes, yeah. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Hold on. I'm going to look it up while I'm talking because I, I, I feel bad talking about it, putting it out there and then not... Um, but it's an, it's so cool. And cause I mean, top model was one of those shows that I love to watch, but like, I know there's like hella controversy surrounding yeah. contestants, judges, the whole premise. Um, but it's like, oh, okay. Yes. Oliver Twixt, Oliver, and then T-W-I-X-T for anyone listening who is all curious in this, he that. goes on YouTube and does these lives with any and all contestants you can think of and it's incredible because I and I like I said like I don't even know how I started on it I just like found it watched one and then I was like wait this guy like he does it all he brings on everyone from every season and they spill a lot of tea so if you like tea if you like top model if you you know want to hear all the controversy it's it's pretty great so that's become like a guilty pleasure of mine lately YouTube really is a gift sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm very excited to tune into that. Yeah. Yeah. No, and let me know what you think. Like, it's it's fun. So that's been cool, too, just being able to, like, discover stuff like that. Like I said, the pandemic, I mean, a lot's come out of it. Like, but it, there's been a lot, like, the internet has been there for a lot of it. Definitely. I mean, like, I feel like the internet is a curse sometimes, but all in all, like, 
very, I mean, we have a pop culture podcast, so obviously we love We're always like, everything is cursed. I'm screaming. But we're like, oh my God, I can't wait to talk about this. this Yeah. And that that really sums it up though. 100% in general is that it's infuriating and maddening, but it's so much fun. You have to scream about it. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And like, speaking of that then, I guess like, where can everyone like, keep up with you both. And then the podcast itself, you post weekly. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I guess like, where can people like keep following along with you guys? Giselle. Well, well <laughs> um, if you want to follow us personally, um, <laughs> I am at Giselle, G-I-S-E-L-E underscore Milan on Instagram. Um, I won't give you my Twitter because I'm not funny, but I'll give you <laughs> Meg's Instagram and Twitter because my life's work, my life's mission is that Meg is famous on Twitter because she's actually hilarious. So Meg, what's your Twitter and Instagram? Um, both are at the Meg Brady because I am not an egomaniac at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and to follow our podcast, it is at I'm Screaming Pod on Instagram, also on Twitter. Um, we post lots of funny things. We cover award shows, keep up with all of the pop culture happenings. We would love to have you all come and join us. Please come join the madness. (laughs) And you know, you cleaned up your Twitter so you can give out the handle, (laughs) right? We are safe. Only, you know, only, only clean things there. (laughs) Some controversial opinions, but not any that could get us in trouble. Maybe. I know my Twitter, my Twitter, like, it's just sad. Like it's, I think I have like 200 followers and I solely use it for like news and then the occasional meme. Like I'm terrible at Twitter, like actually bad at it. Um, once again, Meg is, Meg is actually very good at it. Kumail Namjani follows yeah. Meg on Kumail Twitter. Namjani follows me on Twitter. He still follows me a year later, over a year later. Really? Yeah. And Jeez. I literally did a live tweet of the entire Twilight Saga film series last year and he still followed me through it. So we're buddies. Stop. Ga- Gabby Douglas, don't know how, don't know why. Follows okay. me on Twitter. Like Amazing. this happened in high. This ha- it's been a while. It's been years. This happened in high school, and I didn't follow her. Didn't even know. That. Love gymnastics, Team USA. But like, <laughs> I had no idea this girl had Twitter, and it came up, and I was like, holy shit! Like Gabby Douglas verified. Gabby Douglas followed me on Twitter. And yeah, but like, oh my gosh, I used to, this is like part of the reason why, like, I also don't get my Twitter out. I used to like be the person that in high school, we used it differently than people use it today. We'd like tweet happy birthday to friends, right? Like, oh, I don't yeah. know, maybe that was just I my just tweet, like, area. Glee, don't text. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and I used to tweet like, this was like, we're talking like idle dancing. <laughs> people would like, be texting me. <laughs> like we're talking like the days of like dancing with the stars american idol and it was when zendaya this is like this is my moment guys it was when zendaya was on dancing with the stars and she was like guys like just did my like salsa rumber whatever whatever dance she slayed she did it and she tweeted it i was like voted for you and she she tweeted me back a smiley face and oh, like, I missed the golden era when like celebrities responded. Wow. <laughs> and that was in like Sunday, like she had just come off a Disney channel. She was like just like finding yeah. her app. So like now it's just like to say Zendaya sent me a smiley face on Twitter. That's Honestly, your claim to fame. That's amazing. I live for that moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Twitter and love you guys. Thank you, like, again. Love you. Thank this you so much. Fun.
Well, I had such a blast chatting with Megan Giselle, and I hope you enjoyed our conversation. And also, feel free to send in your favorite pop culture moments to us on social, because I'd love to hear the people and topics that have you screaming. And if you haven't listened to I'm Screaming yet, be sure to check out the link in the episode description where you can follow along and subscribe. Thank you to Megan Giselle so much for coming on, and thank you listeners so much for tuning in. As always, let me know what you thought of our episode. You can reach us on Instagram at handlingitpodcast. And feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. I'll see you next week with a brand new episode, but until then, keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now and keep handling it. I'll talk to you soon.